Welcome to the Church Office Podcast, a brand new podcast dedicated to all the work that happens behind the scenes. My name's Gavin and I'm your host today and I'm joined by Gaz who's part of the Liberty Church and you're serving behind the scenes of your church. Mate, thank you for joining us today. Absolute pleasure, thanks for having me. uh, It's brilliant to have you and uh, we'd love to kind of find out a bit more about you. So tell us a bit about your work and your family and and what you're involved in. Yeah, so uh, myself and my wife Lois live in Newport, South Wales. Um, and we are part of the eldership team at Liberty Church. Uh, I work full-time for a Christian organization called Care for the Family, so I am involved in a specific project which is about looking at how we equip uh, Christian parents to build faith at home. So it's called the Kitchen Table Project, and my role with that is I uh, do a lot of the church-facing stuff, so I travel around the UK looking at how we can build links and relationships with local churches, denominations, church networks. Uh, my, if my wife was being interviewed, she would say he takes out a lot of church leaders for coffee and dinner <laughs> and uh, he uh, stays away um, a lot, especially when we had a newborn <laughs> to get a good night's sleep. Okay. But hey, that's kind of true. But no, I love my job and it, it's really varied. Yeah. And yeah, you get to just travel around and see so many different churches. And, Make connections. Yeah, which is amazing. So yeah. I, I love it. It's really good. Okay, so you're married to Lois. You've yes. got two, two young kids. Two young kids. So we have Macy, who is five and a bit, okay. and Hudson, who is 16 months. So oh, mate, a busy on. home. <laughs> yeah, full on. So you've got a busy work, uh, busy home life, mm. and then you're serving voluntary in the background with yes. your church. Mate, how are you... What are you doing at church? Like, how, what, are you, what are some of the kind of things that you're responsible for? Um, so, yeah, some of the things. Um, one of the great things is myself and my wife um, do a lot together. Um, oh, so nice. we would serve, especially some of the practical things. So as much as sometimes if you took a Google Outlook at it and you go, my goodness, Gaz is involved in a lot of things. But if you drill down into it, yeah. like I'm probably involved in a lot less on the ground, but maybe responsible for kind of, coordinating quite a bit but my wife works part-time as um the administrator and looks after administrator and looks after communications and that kind of things so we kind of do a lot of things together she would do a lot of the practical things but i would maybe lead a lot of teams and kind of coordinate those things so some of the things is very much looking at small groups so small group structure um, looking after our leaders looking after the people who are involved in them um, would be looking after a lot of our Sunday serving teams obviously looks a little bit different in this season but a lot of the teams around things like welcome uh, stewarding setups logistics and all that kind of stuff so making sure that we have team serving and looking how we coordinate them, which is awesome. And then a lot of the things which would follow on from that. So like new people, making sure that we're looking out for new people, people flow. So kind of coordinating them with other leaders, um, looking at how we are best looking out for people. Um, And then in that would be very much involved in a lot of the planning side. So of events, one of the things that we as a church right now, we don't have a venue, we don't have our own buildings, so we use many venues right across Newport and beyond in one sense. So I do a lot of the coordinating that, so, okay. which is great because it's a great opportunity to work with uh, venues, to work yeah. with caretakers. Yeah. Uh, we have good relationships with local schools where we've used. So I love that side of it because yeah. it gives a bit of a uh, mixture of not just working within the church, but actually working with people who don't know Jesus. So yeah. a lot of that logistical side of that, and which is, which is great. 
so a lot of the nuts and bolts of mm -hmm. church if you want to call it that and yeah, yeah. much of it the behind the scenes things of coordinating making sure that people get where they need to or even making sure that buildings are open yeah um which yeah if they're not open you have a lot of unhappy people out on the street especially <laughs> on a wet tuesday evening in newport yeah. but yeah. yeah so a lot of those things like events like alpha myself and my wife would coordinate that and getting people to things and then looking at how we best serve those people and get the right people to lead those areas yeah. as well yeah, which is brilliant. great yeah you touched on a really interesting thing there because it's one of the things that i love isn't it where you get to kind of we're in a christian bubble if you like mm. working at the church as christians all around and and we were chatting earlier that, that our church is used as a conference center and one of the things that we love about that is that there are unbelievers around there are people that we can kind of interact yeah. with so i love getting the delivery guys a coffee and doing stuff like that because you know we want to kind of engage with people and um it's getting venues and schools and doing all that stuff that you're doing is it's just it's, great witness isn't it's it it's so important and the way i i see it is a lot of the things we get to do as well not that it's about building our reputation as a church it's not about building a reputation for the name of the church but when we are going places we are representing jesus yeah and so one of the things that we do work on is how do we build those relationships? So when we are working with people, they don't think, oh, I'm never renting to that church again. Yeah, yeah. Because actually, it's not the church's name. It's Christians. Yeah, it's yeah. followers of Jesus. Yeah, so yeah. how do we build that? And I love one of the things, one of our caretakers at a local school we were using, he had been with us right from the beginning of that venue. Okay. And then he finished working on Sundays. So what we did, like, and the leadership team was like, it'd be great to honour Lawrence yeah. on a Sunday. So we were like, Lawrence, all right, at 11 o'clock, just come to the back of the hall. Fab. We want to, we and he was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then we got him, and the whole church just stood up and clapped just this guy. Him. And we got him up, and, like, we had bought him a Welsh rugby shirt. Oh, and, like, um, I think restaurant ventures for him and his wife. Yeah. And the guy was just a little bit after, was like, yeah. you didn't need to do that. This is yeah. my job. Yeah. But I love that they're actually, no, we didn't need to do it, but we got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love that aspect as well. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, so tell us a bit about how you got involved in the church, because the church has been going, what, five and a half years? Yeah. So You're yeah. involved in it from day one? Yeah, day one, or day minus one in one <laughs> sense, um, from when really, I suppose, God was um, speaking to uh, Heath and Leah, who lead the church, and yeah. we're part of the eldership team with them and a couple of other couples. Um, so part of that so I suppose one of the main reasons of getting involved in a lot of the things that we are involved in right now um, a lot of the nuts and bolts logistics is because really there was a need like yeah, yeah. if we wasn't going to do it then who else was going to do it at that one yeah. point so there was a real especially in the early days and there still is but I remember the first couple of months there was a real all-in attitude of yeah. do you know what we if we want something to happen we need to do it and yeah. And that's great. I suppose the biggest challenge is then over the years as we grow is how do we make sure we're, we are releasing those things that I don't just hold on tightly to those things that I've always done yeah. because I've always done it. Well, actually, no, there's other people who want to get involved now. So it, that's a real challenge. So first of all, the motivation was just our needs. Well, actually, yeah. if we need a venue so we can do church, our first church service on a Sunday, we need to find the venue. You're on it. So we're on this like man. hunt around Newport looking for <laughs> venues. And believe me, we saw the good, bad and the ugly yeah, yeah. Um, of venues. And But we were so, it was such an amazing journey to be on that. And I suppose even in that is one of the other reasons I suppose I'm still involved in a lot of those things is I really enjoy it. Yeah. I just love being part of teams and yeah. being involved and 
I, I think, and me and Heath who, Heath, who leads our church, who's lead elder of our church, and we have this conversation that sometimes when we do new stuff, both me and him like to turn up, not because <laughs> we don't trust the people doing the stuff, but we want to be involved yeah, in it. Because you love it. And, yeah. and yeah, we just want to be there and we want to serve, be part of the team because it's so exciting to see stuff from the beginning yeah. right to the end. So yeah. I do love that aspect of yeah. it. On my last podcast, I talk about the privilege that we have of mm. like sitting at the front row which you know other members can get involved in different things and different parts but you've been right at it from the beginning yeah. and then you've seen it grow and you've seen God's work in individuals lives that we don't always hear about in the church do we and no. not everyone knows everyone and not everyone knows what's happening and yet you've seen someone come through Alpha whose life has changed and it's a privilege isn't yeah, it to it is. sit there you've been the one who's sorting out the meals and yeah. sorting out the menus and trying to get everyone there and make sure the teaching's right and all the books yeah. and all those things all that coordination yeah. happens and then you get that joy of like wow someone's come to faith which and is you've amazing been there and all that work that you've done is just like yeah this is this is why we do it and that is what i suppose motivates me and you and the yeah. people we serve alongside and on that what i love is so often a lot of the things we do is functional or even information mm -hmm. so we are putting information out information out yeah. and that's great and that is really really vital as we know but we also need to get make sure that we put out stories as well mm -hmm. because yeah. information obviously informs people but we live in a society where we get information overload we get yeah. the news we get social media but actually what really connects people's hearts is yeah. stories yeah, yeah, yeah. so how do we in yeah. those times like you said with alpha or when we've brought in new small group initiatives yeah. How do we make sure, yes, we're putting information into people, but how do we also celebrate the stories of yeah, people's lives yeah, being yeah, changed? Yeah. And I think that's a challenge on our roles as well, that yeah. we don't just get task-orientated. Yeah. We remember, like you said, it is about people, yeah, which is yeah, super exciting. Is yeah, yeah. And I, I love the way that you know, you're talking about, right, I need to start giving out responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that is something that as administrators we've got to do, isn't it? Because you, you know, I know for me that I've got a capacity of so much and God's almost designed us that way, that, that we can only go this far. We've only got so much time to do certain things. So how can I draw people who are far gifted and better than me? Yes. Um, and, and I think on that, like, I was so encouraged. Myself and my wife was just talking to um, a, a friend of ours in America just the other the other day and we were talking about this whole thing of administration and yeah. he was just encouraging Lois especially on certain yeah. things and he just kind of said something which really caught up with me was around the spiritual gift of administration okay. yeah, yeah. and the Greek word for it and I won't even try and pronounce it but you can google it <laughs> kubernesis maybe but basically this is a unique term that refers to a ship master or captain yeah. Yeah. And what I love about that is saying that actually so often we drill down administration to task orientated, yeah. to getting the job done in there is certainly elements of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually I think what you're talking about and what we're talking about is really steering that ship, yeah, really yeah, coming yeah. alongside other people, our leadership teams, our yeah. eldership teams, yeah. whoever like yeah. is involved in leading things. And we know that God is setting vision before us. God is calling yeah. us what we're yeah. doing. So we know that destination, but then it's our opportunity, our privilege to look at how do we start steering that. Yeah. And yeah. the great thing with that like, idea of it's not that administrator doing everything. Yeah. Actually, that captain of the ship yeah. actually has other people who's delegated yeah. to do Absolutely the other right. tasks. And yeah. I think that's one of the biggest challenges, but also the greatest blessings is yeah. when we realize we don't need to do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, right. like we are privileged that 
we've got teams who can help and I know that yeah. that's not always the case yeah but I would always be on the lookout who else can join me on this journey yeah and do you know what yeah. even if they don't think they can do it yeah come have a coffee come yeah. spend some time yeah, with yeah, me yeah. come and hear about it anyway yeah, come <laughs> yeah, on. even if you're not going to get involved exactly come just, on just yeah partner yeah. with us but yeah. I love that idea that it's not just about what we would typically see administration yeah. as yeah. just excel sheets or sending out the yeah. email or yeah. making sure the um the sermon wrote is done and things yeah. like that but actually it's really looking at the bigger picture yeah. and working alongside other people which is super exciting yeah. yeah absolutely right yeah i love it yeah that's really such a good way of putting it with the ship and the steerer mm. and that is it isn't it sometimes administrators um we don't get to set the course you mm. know there are other guys around us who are called to do yeah. that you know those elders who are leading and, and pastoring and saying you know there's a sense that we want to go in this direction we want to do this and, yeah. and my job then is to get behind that and go right how do we make that mobile how yes. are we going to go in that direction yeah what are the things that we need to have in place what are the resources the people yes how do we pull all this together to kind of to make that work exactly and, and that. that's part of what we do how do we take away those barriers yeah how do we remove the obstacles that actually yeah. sometimes people walk in and go oh this was easy and you're in the corner like <laughs> sweating and your team are like easy like you should have been here half an hour ago but yeah. i love that that yeah. actually that is a role and a privilege that yeah. when people walk in yeah. they don't see the challenges that we've had to yeah. overcome sometimes yeah, because actually those challenges and barriers will get in the way of them hearing the gospel or yeah. from connecting or yeah. finding a place to belong. So actually, how do we remove those barriers? Yeah. Like in this world at the moment where we're doing so much online, mm -hmm. how do we remove some of those barriers in online streaming? Yeah. One of the things we do, get a decent microphone yeah. so they can yeah. hear what we're doing or make sure our internet's yeah. stable. Yeah. But sometimes those things we overlook, yeah. but when they go wrong, they get in the way of what we yeah, what are supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. So. No, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Okay, so life as a church administrator, working behind the scenes, it can be uh, really busy and you're trying to balance uh, work and, and family and church and all these things that you've got going. And I've met so many administrators who are just like burnt out, mm. lost the joy, yeah. and, and you see the connection between what we're doing and the gospel. Mm. But how have you sort of balanced all these things and not got burnt out? Yeah, I, I think some of the things recognizing seasons okay that actually the reality is there are seasons where sometimes it's busier than others yeah um so one of the things myself and my wife um really battled with for a mm -hmm. time where you hear this whole thing of make sure you have a date night make sure you have yeah. a date night or make sure which is so so important yeah but you look at my work schedule and there was a time at the beginning of the year it was crazy. Never gonna get it, yeah. We had to sit down with a friend of ours and just try and get some time and just help us. And then you throw in everything else. Yeah. But a friend of mine, Adam, said to me, said, mate, like sometimes we just focus on a week where actually we need to look at a month. Okay. Because work life, family life, like sometimes with the kids, they might have two or three things after school one week. So actually, sometimes if we're only looking at the week, we get overwhelmed. But if we look at the month and make sure we schedule a little bit of balance around that, that actually some weeks are busier than others. Yeah. But make sure we have. So I might be away for five nights one week because I'm at a conference speaking and then I get back and then we're doing something with church. But how do I then make sure next week 
does not look like that. Yeah. So how yeah. do I make sure that I get to take my little girl to school a couple of times that week? How do I make sure that I grab that coffee with that friend to make sure that I'm not burnt out, overwhelmed? Yeah. And I think all those things are key. Make sure that I do go out for dinner with my wife or watch a film one evening with her rather yeah. than thinking, oh, I need to be at this thing. So it's looking at those things and I think it's looking at who do we allow into our lives. Yeah. So actually sometimes we think oh well we're busy 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 but actually we then get to a point where we're, we're often run on empty so who is speaking into our lives who is helping us on that journey and i i've got people who i've had to go do you know what i want you to help me not just from a church point of view or as a man or as a father i want you to help me when it comes to balancing work mm -hmm. when it comes to balancing ministry all these kind of things and yeah. that is really important and i suppose the, one of the other challenges is Often people will see you or see people doing a role like this as the fount of knowledge, yeah. as knowing everything that's <laughs> happening. Yeah. And the danger with that is that there's no, there's no boundaries. Yeah. So how do we put in those things to protect? So for example, yesterday evening, it's a Tuesday evening and phone rings and we had a prayer meeting at a church we were using. And one of the guys was like, we've just got into the building and it's freezing cold. Like, how do we do the heating? Why isn't the heating working? And I'm just about to watch Netflix or whatever. And, and do you know what? I probably was one of the only people who knows. But then the challenge for me is, how do I make sure I communicate yeah. so I don't get bothered on a Tuesday evening? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's looking yeah. at how do we put those boundaries in place. And yeah. that's hard for people like me who likes to be busy yeah. and loves this stuff. So yeah, yeah. it is a challenge. And I suppose the most important thing is remembering why we do this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is actually, it is not about me. It's not even about the name of our church. It's about Jesus. It's yeah. about people coming to know him. Yeah. And I think when you do that, that motivates you yeah, on that. Absolutely. No. Mate, you've got so so much useful wisdom there like that is you know you've got there's a ton of ideas there and a ton of things that we can kind of think about and apply mm. you know just thinking about a month rather than a week that mm. is that is a helpful yeah. really helpful principle um that you think right this week is going to be crazy but i know there's been times with me where i've had to say to my wife you know this week is nuts but next week i'm going to take some days yeah. and and it's kind of you're right communicating those things and planning those things yeah. in and um, allowing space for those things that really are important, you know. Because mm. um, I hate the idea that my wife thinks that she's second no. to this work, you know. And, um, you know, it's easy for me because I love it, because I'm drawn to it, to go, well, this is gospel work, it's more important. And, and, and I don't necessarily say that, no. but I'm communicating that because of what I'm doing in my Sometimes choices. Sometimes the decisions yeah. we make yeah. and the choices. And on that, I think is really important that I'm fortunate that I... My job is also ministry. I work for a Christian charity and I love what I get to do. Yeah. But even before taking that on, myself and my wife had to have a conversation of going, okay, this isn't just me doing a job. There will be times where we'll have to sacrifice some stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't just want to push that on you. Are you willing? So even the things we do with church, with job, with family, we're in it together as a family. Yes, my little girl maybe isn't necessarily doing everything we're doing, but... I try and bring her on the journey as best as I can. So actually, if there's a time where I have to be at church early with the team because I wrote it to set up, mm -hmm. she'll often come and she loves it. Mm -hmm. Because why? Because she's getting to do stuff other children don't. Because she's with the adults and with <laughs> where's a high-vis vessel, <laughs> is in the kitchen yeah. and like, and I just think, how do we make sure that they're on the journey with us, that 
I don't want in 10 years time that my wife or my kids resent God or resent the church because they took dad away from yeah, those yeah. precious moments. Yeah. So there are times of sacrifice, times of busyness, but actually this is a calling and this is something we get to do together. Yes, we might not do everything together, but even when we're talking as a family, we talk with our, Macy especially, Hudson doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> he just wants food. But talking about, we get to do this. Mummy, Mummy's doing this tomorrow. Let's pray for her. Yeah, or yeah. Daddy, Daddy has to go to church in the morning early because he's speaking in the first service or they're do, we're doing Alpha together. So taking them on the journey is really important. I think that's great, yeah. I, I've often taken the kids with me early, and, it, and it's great, isn't it? Mm. And then, you know, as an administrator and you want to get your family involved, it, it's, it's a great way to do yeah. it, and I think it is important, isn't it? Um, I love the, the fact that you've got... What comes across as you're talking is that you've got people involved in your life mm. and Paul Tripp's got a new book out called Lead mm. and one of the things he says is that if you're doing um, gospel, if you're doing gospel work you need a gospel community behind right. you and you need people speaking into mm. your life and bringing that kind of have you thought about this you know have you you know do you need to be doing this is, yes. it, is there someone else that you can you can train up to Good. pass this on and and having those kind of questions and you clearly have that which mm. is which is great and, and that's clearly uh, an important principle and I think that is something that we should consider as administrators uh, yes. particularly when we're working in a busy environment a busy church um, busy at home busy with all work and other things that we're on to um, how did you build that into your life is that something you've just gone right I need this um, <laughs> or have friends come to you and gone right we, we're going to serve you in this way I like, think, how I has think, that developed I think it's a bit of both I think to be perfectly honest a lot of it would have been forced upon okay. so would have been like guys you are gonna hit you know when we talked about burnout when yeah. you do like guys you don't have to say yes to everything because one of the things like i i am motivated is by serving jesus by serving people i believe in the vision what we are building as a church i believe in our leadership team yeah I, i'm so privileged to be part of the team so that's a really healthy thing to have, yeah. but it can become unhealthy when yeah. that becomes the goal. Yeah. I want to please them or I want it. It's not about pleasing them. It's about serving together. It's yeah. about um, kingdom work. Yeah. And I think there's been times where people have gone, guys, come on, like who, who is speaking into your life? Whose perspective? Because I know my thoughts are one track. Yeah. I have one perspective, but there's a fullness. So even us talking, yeah. there, there's a general consensus, but you will have a different perspective on something a challenge that I'm facing in our mm, church. Mm -hmm. So let's not be so caught up just in our stuff. Let's invite that voice in. Yeah. So I think it's kind of been forced on and also modeled. I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah. So I know sometimes it's not always modeled to us, leading in team or um, being vulnerable mm -hmm. or actually it's okay to say no. Yeah. We don't always see that modeled. But then the challenge is if we're not seeing it modeled, let's make sure we're modeling it yeah, yeah, yeah. to the people around us. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right, yeah. And, and I've had the, the blessing to have um, Pete Greasley, our senior pastor, with me. And, um, you know, someone described church administration like spinning lots of plates. <laughs> and so I'm hectically running around trying to spin and keep all these plates going. And I remember him saying to me one time, you just got to let that, cr that plate crash. Mm. Just, just forget about it. And, and actually, by you not doing it, there'll be a void where someone goes, oh, that's not being done. Right, I'll go and do it. Jump in, yeah. and, and and without even training, without even thinking who could be the person to take this on. No, sometimes you just gotta let it crash. And yeah. and and I'm this kind of 
perfectionist that wants all things to go well and I'm, I'm like covering everything, trying to cover all the bases and make it all work together. And actually, you know, it's just really helpful if I someone sitting down and go, actually, it's okay for them to crash sometimes. Really? And I, it's okay for that void. Is, uh, were you listening to mine and my wife's conversation <laughs> this morning? Like, are you stalking me in my house? Because it's very similar to conversation we're having. And yeah. that is... That is a challenge for us. It is a real challenge. And yeah. actually, sometimes we never get to that point unless other people help us on that. Yeah. And that's why yeah. it's so important yeah. for team. Yeah. And sometimes those people are not always in our church because maybe we are leading alone or maybe it is a smaller team. Yeah. So who are we inviting from other churches or other perspectives yeah. who can help us on that journey as Absolutely well? Absolutely right. And I think one of the things that's been really important for me is... Um, is maintaining a good relationship with the senior pastor. Mm. So, I, yeah, I want to serve the other elders and, and those who are working with us. But, but uh, you know, if I'm going to make the ship mobile and, and steer mm. it in a way, I want to have a really good and close relationship with the lead person. Yeah. And, um, and often I'll sit with Pete, you know, once a week and we'll go through things. And one thing that I found really helpful in this, and for people who are listening who, who might have the same sort of struggles as us, um, is that I'll say to Pete, here's, here's my list of priorities this week. And I'll ask him, what is his list of priorities? <laughs> and suddenly we've had this conversation and I've realized that the thing that was at the top of my list is way, way down his. So I've placed this importance on something yes. that actually he's looking and going, oh, don't worry about that. That'll just happen. Something will, you know, we'll just leave that for the time being. We can do, we can cover that in, yes. in a couple of weeks. Don't worry about it. But I really want you to focus on to this yeah. and give you time to this. And then, you know, leave it for the rest of the week. Yeah. And those kind of conversations are great. And that relationship is, is key to continue to invest yeah. in. And you clearly have that with, with Heath and, mm. and the other elders at your church. And I think if you're listening, that is a, a key thing, I think, to, you know, key principle to have. That relationship yes. with a senior pastor. That, that community around you, um, being able to draw people in and invite people in and listen to what they've got to say. Yeah. And, and often people have a better perspective than we yeah. have ourselves. Yeah. And that's about investment, isn't it? And working at that, yeah. that actually sometimes those relationships don't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. That actually it's building the depth because there'll be times where actually you you have to get to a point you don't always understand the reason why mm-hmm. something's been asked mm-hmm. but that's where trust comes in yeah so actually if you haven't built that depth of relationship yeah. then you're always going to be questioning and then what am i relaying to the teams i'm involved with because and i think that's a big thing when coming to work with leadership teams is what am i relaying then to the people i serve alongside am i relaying my interpretation of what they're saying mm-hmm. or my opinion well, so the leader said this, and I'm not sure if that's really a good idea, but <laughs> they've said we have to do that. Yeah. Or is it actually, I might have asked the questions in the meeting going, why are we doing this? Are you sure? But actually, when I leave that room, it's going, all right, how can we help deliver that? How can we help steer that ship? Yeah. Because actually that trust is built and it flows both ways. Yeah, absolutely. So right. actually they trust our voice and we trust. And actually then it gets to the point of we're in this together. Yeah. And that's a really good place yeah. to be. Yeah, brilliant. So we've covered loads of things that we love and, and, and the passion from you just comes across in, in your joy and what you're doing and what you're involved in and the, and the privilege does. But let's think about some of the challenges that we face in this role. And, you know, for you in a kind of part-time voluntary role, you know, you're interacting less and, than I would be, you know, in a full-time mm. role. Um, so what are some of those difficulties that you face doing the job? 
on a voluntary basis? Yeah, great question. I think um, a couple of the ones which come to mind straight away, first of all, is the time. So sometimes we don't always have the time we think it needs. So that can be overwhelming is actually, so how do we prioritize the things that only we can do? And yeah. I think that's something I've had to learn is sometimes I'm doing things that lots of other people could be doing. And actually, what is the best use of my time to overcome those things? Um, so I think time is a big thing yeah. and a yeah. big challenge. Um, and then another one, which I think is key is communication yeah. is sometimes not being in the office or not being in the church is you're not always around meetings or conversations so how do you balance that thing of wanting to be able to input into things but also recognizing you're not always around when those conversations are happening yeah, yeah. so how do we communicate that yeah. but also how do i deal with maybe even sometimes those frustrations where i'm like oh i wouldn't have done it like that yeah. or why didn't we talk about that but it's also recognizing that they're not always doing that because they think, oh, well, let's talk about this because Gaz ain't in the office. No, actually, sometimes the conversation needs to happen then and there. Yeah. But I think for me, it's just figuring out the conversations I need to be in and actually the things I need to do. And maybe some things, do you know what? They are, we have capable people yeah. and they can do that. I suppose one of the things, one of the exercises I've done is to try and draw from people around me and say what what do you think are some of the real strengths that I've got mm. and and what are the things that you think I should be prioritizing in those those kind of where can I really good God's given me gifting in this area so where can I use it and be effective yeah. and but also in terms of the positive but also thinking and drawing people out and saying what are some of the weaknesses that I've got yeah. um, and what are some of the things that I need to to grow in um, and where are, where do I actually need to bring other people in yeah um, good how have you sought to kind of delegate tasks? Have you done something similar to that? Yeah, I, I think that's a really um, important bit, especially in a role where you're not full-time or part-time even, mm -hmm. is actually we can't do everything. Yeah. So it's recognizing who are those people who A, have maybe got a bit more time with me uh, than me to do some of the stuff, but also who are actually far more gifted at those things. And that is sometimes a humbling experience yeah, yeah. because actually what you're saying is, okay, I need you to do this. Um, and, but I think the more we do that, the more effective we will be yeah. personally, but also I think we will be more content as well yeah. because actually we're not running around like headless chickens. Yeah. We're actually running in our lane. And yeah. I think the sooner we can find actually that, that grace zone, those lanes that actually we're, we're um, gifted and equipped to run in, actually we'll see a real ease to it yes there's challenges but actually we don't end up getting as frustrated as we used to mm -hmm. when we did some of the other things for example like i am not the most organized person i'm very much a coordinating a vision like let's do this and let's get people but my wife is a very organized person yeah so there was a time where because i would lead certain teams they'd be like all right guys can you make sure that you coordinate and get these people um, to the place on a Saturday evening and my wife on the Friday would be like alright guys so who's the team who's going to come on and I'm like oh well I'm just going to send a text now but because I would have relationship with people yeah, yeah. and I had that be able to vision I would still get people there yeah. but my wife would be like we need to have a rotor we need yeah, to have that down, so down. actually that's where we really work and complement together yeah. 
because I will very much be like, okay, let's do this. These people can do this. Yeah. And she would come alongside and do a bit more of that organization, that kind of, okay, let's make sure that we get the right people doing the right things. Yeah, yeah. And w- one of the things that, practical things, that if, if you're listening um, and you think, right, how can you go away and, and you know, improve in this or reconsider this? And one of the things I did, an exercise I did, and it did take a bit of time for our church because mm-hmm. we've got quite a big church, is to go away and to look and learn what everyone does for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people in the church who are passionate about their jobs. And you, you, we, we all know those people who are nurses or doctors or business guys or, you know, whoever, you know, in different lots of different roles. And I kind of went through the whole church list and thought, right, I want to learn what every single person does Great. and just give you a little insight into what kind of skills that you've got in the church. Mm. And, and often I find, and, and maybe it's similar for you guys, is that people don't tend to put themselves forward <laughs> and people don't tend to think that they're gifted or have got a role to do in the church. Mm. You know, they give and they serve in, in whatever the needs are. But I, I love and I'm passionate about how can we identify someone's Good. gifting? Yeah. How can we deploy them? How can we support them? to see them be a success in some yes. sort of ministry way. Yeah. And, and often people don't identify those skills mm-hmm. in themselves. So I love it, going through the list and thinking, yeah, this person is a trainer and they spend all week training people kind of customer service stuff. I'm thinking, right, you've got to be involved in our welcome team. Yes. Like you've got to be involved in, he's brilliant with people. I'm thinking, we've got to get you involved in alpha and talking to people. Yes. And you start making like gifting connections to ministry. Brilliant. And it's, it's great. And so um, the kids, my kids joke and say, Dad, when you go to work, uh, go to church, you just tell people what to do. You just get rid of jobs that you should be doing yourself. And, and kind of from a kid's perspective, I think, well, yeah, actually, that's probably true. And that's yeah. probably not a bad thing to, yeah, yeah. to happen. You know, it's that, yeah, you give out lots of different jobs and, and support people that. doing it. Such a, such a simple way in that. And I think even with that is sometimes getting those people who have those specific skills to then equip and train people. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes the challenge we find. We are able to do stuff, but can we develop and raise a team? Yeah. Or can we develop and raise someone else to come alongside? Yeah, absolutely right. And someone said to me once, is like, in all we do, we in the church should always be trying to do ourselves out of a job. Yeah. And that job might not be a paid job, but it yeah. might be a role that we don't hold it so precious that actually our culture is that we want to always be developing people we want people to go come on you can go further than i ever have so how can we help those people who have those very very great skills to go okay who can you develop and actually i need to learn off you do you know what i need to learn a bit from you as someone who's that who has excellent communication skills or customer service yeah and that places value on those people yeah oh absolutely does yeah and it, it just yeah the gifts that they've got is finding a way that they can play their part. Yeah. You know, that kind of every member ministry. Yeah. I just love it. I think, right, yeah, what a, where can we connect? How can we improve and encourage people to serve in different yeah. ways and, and learn from them? And I love it when a member takes over, like we had somebody take over like a head steward role. And, um, and suddenly they're coming back and saying, oh, if we did this and we could do this and if we develop this, I'm thinking, God, we got the right person here. Great, yeah. Who's not only just going to do what we, like the needs, the basic needs, but they're actually going to go and develop it. Yeah. They're actually going to take their passion and just affect a number of Run people. Run with it, yeah. And um, like to see that is great. And, and so like, we're part of that. And, yeah, and we are. the more we can do on those things, the better it is, I think. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, so true. 
And I think there's a danger for, for us certainly as a bigger church, and if, if you're listening in and you've got a bigger church, is, is that there's a temptation to be over-professional. Mm. Um, you know, so people come here and they go to our church, they go, wow, this place is so professional. Um, and in one way, I think that's a, a kind of an evidence of grace. You go, great, things are working, there's yeah. grace at work, you know, people are in the right place, the gifts are in the right place. But another way, there's kind of like, ah, oh, that's a bit gutting because I don't want that necessarily to be, it just to be mm. about being professional and having the highest standards and raising the standards yeah. and keep on getting better and better. But you want it to be about people and about the gospel. Yeah, good. Um, and that that's something that we've got to keep in check still. yeah we do and um, and how we how we develop it well mate thank you for that that's encouraging awesome well if you've got any questions or any topics that you'd like us to cover on this podcast then please get in contact with questions at thechurchoffice.co.uk we would love to hear your feedback or things that we can be talking about that actually might be useful and helpful to you in your role so please get in contact please check out the website and until next time goodbye